This episode of Pet Resource Radio is sponsored by Hills. At Hills, their decades of science and research guide the company in creating nutrition that's a step ahead, so pets and pet parents can enjoy every day together. As the U.S.'s number one veterinarian-recommended pet food brand, knowledge is Hills' first ingredient, with more than 220 veterinarians, Ph.D. nutritionists, and food scientists working to develop breakthrough innovations in pet health. Hills Prescription Diet, Therapeutic Nutrition, plus the company's everyday foods, Hills Science Diet, Hills Healthy Advantage, and Hills Bioactive Recipe are sold at vet clinics and pet specialty retailers worldwide. For more information about Hills, their products, or their forward-thinking approach to nutrition, visit them at hillspet.com or hillsvet.com, or connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our outreach efforts are also supported by La Mega KC, Kansas City's Spanish radio station, and Hot 103 Jams, KPRS, KC's number one station for hip-hop and R&B. Today we're talking with Andy Bond and Sally Root about a platform that aims to help domestic violence victims find boarding for their pets so everyone gets to safety. This week on Pet Resource Radio. From the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, I'm Sierra Howe. And I'm Dave Shapiro. And yes, indeed, welcome to the program. We are a production of the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, a nonprofit dedicating to helping keep pets and people together through supportive services. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Um, How are you doing? Good. I hear it's going to get colder, though, so I'm a little sad. Yeah, I know. We've had some decent weather the past few days. It's been getting up into like upper 60s, low 70s, and now it's supposed to drop. Boo. Uh, boo. Fall's my favorite season. Yeah. Fall's Winter, my favorite stay season away. too. Winter, stay away. Uh, how about we go do some pet news? All right. First up, we head to a mountain trail in Cumbria, England, where a 71-year-old was walking with his golden retriever and black lab on a trail when he suddenly had a seizure. The black lab ran back the way they came in search of the last hiker they had just passed. He ran back to her and barked continuously until she got the hint that the dog wanted her to follow. When they got back to the owner, the golden retriever was waiting patiently with him and the hiker called for help, saving the owner's life. Rob Grants, one of the rescue officials on the mountain, says that they, quote, spend years training dogs to act like that and that they had never seen one just do it of their own accord. Quote, it's not an unusual thing for a dog to do, but it's just a fact a completely untrained dog decided to do this that is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, that's pretty amazing stuff. One dog stays with the guy. The other one goes off and gets the last person they saw. Isn't it something? It really is. And especially for them to not be trained. Because, you know, we have a lot of ones, you know, last week we had the one about the service dog and the guy had a heart attack and stuff like that. But this is just orders of magnitude, Mm -hmm. like bigger than that. Yeah. And the stories that we typically talk about, they are trained service dogs. Yeah. And these two aren't. You look at the picture and they just look like the happiest pets Mm -hmm. ever. Just a couple of goobers. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. Yep. What would we do without them? Seriously. Next up, we know that pets can feel some separation anxiety and that it was one of the things folks were most concerned about when we were all headed back to work after the coronavirus lockdown. But what about us? What about separation anxiety in humans? Washington State University researchers surveyed a sample of new first-year college students leaving pets at home and found that 75% experienced some level of pet separation anxiety, with one in four reporting moderate to severe symptoms. The students with higher anxiety tended to be the ones who treated their pets more like people, treating them like friends or family. This is to be expected since there's a greater attachment there. The findings indicate that this is 
one area of stress that should be considered by school officials, perhaps trying to offset the separation anxiety with visits from therapy animals. I love this idea. Yeah, I me think too. every place should do this. It's funny because Rachel, our coworker, was just telling me a story about how she used to get in trouble in high school because she would sneak her puppy into school with her <laughs> and like have it, you know how they have the little cubbies with the shelf underneath the seats. Uh-huh. She had it like in the backpack and she's like, what? I don't have a dog. What are you talking about? And they're oh like, Rachel, come on. It's <laughs> like the most Rachel thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it was pretty cute, but I mean, it's hard. It is hard. Agreed. Being away from your pets, yeah. especially when they have that healing effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you're in a new place, and you're experiencing all these new things, and you don't have that security mm-hmm. there with you. So yeah, of course it's difficult. It is interesting though to see like an actual number on it. What was it, seventy five percent? Yeah, yeah, and that's a three quarters. Yeah, that's three out of four people. Yeah, you know. So, um, why don't we go talk to Andy and Sally? Today we have a very special interview coming your way. It's the first time we've ever had two guests on the show. We'd like to welcome Andy Bond, co-founder of Bestie BNB, a nonprofit platform that helps connect people and pets with care and supportive services in times of crisis or displacement from their homes, and Sally Root, one of his business partners who is wholeheartedly invested in the mission of Bestie BNB. Welcome to Pet Resource Radio, Andy and Sally. Hello, thank you for having us. Absolutely, we're happy to be here. Before we dive headfirst into all of the goodness Bestie B&B has to offer, I want to get into what drew you both into the animal welfare world that is just as much about helping people as it is about helping pets. So Sally, let's start with you. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and where your passion for helping people and pets comes from? Well, um, absolutely. It's really pretty basic. I am born and bred in the Kansas City area. I lived in Stillwell, Kansas until I was about 16 years old. My family had um, some land, so I was always around cows and horses and dogs and cats and guinea pigs and rabbits and you name it. And you have a little bit of background in animal welfare, correct? Uh, Yes, actually, kind of around the same time. I kind of put this together just this past week that I started volunteering at Safe Home. I actually was also volunteering for Wayside Waves. And Andy, what about you? Yeah, so um, this journey started uh, for me uh, all the way back in the mid-90s um, when Matt Krentz, uh the other co-founder of Best B&B, and Sally and I's uh, a third partner, uh, met at Rockhurst College here in Kansas City. At graduation, Matt left for Utah and went to work for Robert Redford's um, organization, the Sundance Institute, uh, out there. Rockers didn't have a film program. Matt is a, a writer and a, and a, and a filmmaker by trade. And, and that was going to be his, his, um, his, uh, film school. I took the more creative and glamorous route of going to, um, uh, law school at St. Louis university. Uh, so Matt and I, we kept in, in touch. And when he wasn't in Utah, he was in St. Louis and we lived together, uh, when we were there and fast forward, I moved back, uh, to Kansas city and, and practiced at a large law firm here in town. And, um, in 2013, I had the opportunity to leave private practice and join a, a tech startup here in Kansas City that was making software for the entertainment industry. So I knew we needed an expert in that area. So I called Matt and described what we needed, uh, which was essentially him, uh, but without using his name. 
And uh, three weeks later, he put his house on the market in St. Louis, moved his family to Kansas City, and then we spent six and a half years building enterprise-level software for on-set filmmakers. And then um, we heard a, an NPR episode, the KCUR, um, Steve Kraske's show. That um, was actually my professor in college. Oh, is so, that right? Yeah, oh, what a, all these, all these small, small circles world, coming yeah, together. Yeah, and, and it was uh, Desiree Long, who at the time was the director of uh, grants and the director of housing for Safe Home, where Sally had, had spent time <laughs> uh, volunteering. Uh, was on and just talking about the barriers that they that they face. And she mentioned that the biggest barrier was when a person finds out that they can't bring their pet uh, to shelter, that over 50% of the time they don't go. And and I was at home working and Matt called me and said, hey, are you listening to NPR? And I said, I, I, I am. I have it on in the background um, as I usually do. And he said, well, I was driving and I just pulled over like, Let's listen to this. And and so I did. I turned it up, stopped what I was doing. And she came back to it later in the segment and saying that, you know, really driving home how much it wasn't just a barrier. It was it was a true crisis that they faced. And after the episode, Matt just said, you know, I think I think we can solve this um, in a way that nobody's tried. And I said, you're right. And so he immediately drove to my house and we just sat down and we started scoping out what would become uh, Bestie BNB. You know, we just started calling and emailing uh, the leadership at Safe Home, Desiree and Heidi Wooten, and and um, finally got a meeting. And we went in and said, "You, you know, you might think we're crazy, but um, this is how we think we can remove this barrier." And and Heidi stood up and walked around the table and gave us both hugs and said, "You know, if you can do this, it's it's going to revolutionize um, how we how we can help people and it's going to save lives." So let's jump in. And would you mind talking about? talking about how the platform works? Yeah, I'd be, be happy to. Um, so it it's a suite of tools for these domestic violence agencies. So it's it's not just the, the pet portion. Gotcha. It, it really kind of, we, we spent a lot of time meeting with domestic violence shelters all over the country. We were in that year that we were developing the requirements and trying to learn the breadth of the, the issue. Um, but we, we learned how their, how their processes work. We wanted to build something that worked the way that they needed it to work. It, it digitizes a lot of their their processes and their flows, and and they can create profiles of the the victim, profiles of the the pet, and then when it comes time, you know, when that that person has come into shelter and they've brought you know kids and they've they've brought their animals, then that that advocate uh, for the domestic violence shelter and agency can can use a, a very familiar. Uh, interface, a very familiar experience of, of going on to find a caregiver in the community to take care of that animal for the duration of, of that stay. And sometimes that's a day or two. Um, it might just be a break that they needed to get away, flee to safety. And while they made arrangements with a, a friend or a family member. And even if someone just wants to be an emergency foster, which means they're willing to take a dog, a cat, a, a guinea pig or whatever in the middle of the night, no matter what. And there will be a foster for just 48 hours that sometimes it's just enough for us to then reach out to someone who can then maybe foster a little bit longer. But, you know, so if someone just wants to just be there in the heat of the moment and just get them out as quickly as they can, you know, I mean, that's great. And that's, that's a niche we need too. So there's so many different ways you can, 
foster, whether you want to do it for 48 hours or 42 days or... Yeah, but quite quite a few fosters. So that's the the part that we're just starting right now, and that's that's you know among the many reasons that we are excited to be here today. It's um, you know we're we're actively working with our agency partners and on our own to recruit people to apply to be pet caregivers within our our system. Um, and so you know they can go to bestybnb.com. That's um, it's with a Y B E S T Y B N B dot com. And we have a process by which they they apply. Um, so it's not just oh you you put in your email address and all of a sudden you're you're a pet caregiver. We do have a, a step that they go a process that they go through. Um, they create a profile about themselves, which tells us about their experience and and their home, what it's what it's like. Um, you know if they have pets in the home, if they have children in the home, if they can administer medication. All of these types of things, because when an advocate from a domestic violence shelter comes into the system and they're searching for a caregiver, we want to give them the the greatest view uh, that we can to say, like, all right, I know what this animal's needs are. You know, it needs to be the only only animal in the home, or it does better when it's around a couple of other pets. Um, they can figure that out, so they can make the the best connection possible for that well and it's a way for people to make money also so yeah i saw that when the victims get to a a safe place or safe spot they can actually become a caregiver yeah and earn income yes yeah it's um it's something that early on we were meeting with a a state's attorney for will county in illinois and when we got finished with the meeting we we had kind of checked all his boxes and he said you know what you've created is it's a job creation tool and it's a crime prevention tool. And and that's a, a really accurate statement because, you know, someone that comes in as a pet caregiver, you know, they can customize what they what they charge and how they want to handle if they only want to 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 foster pets for abuse victims through a, a, a domestic violence shelter, then that they can do that. And that's all that they will do. And anyone searching um, for a caregiver they're only going to show up to those domestic violence shelter administrators and advocates who are actively looking for them. But that same caregiver can, can also sign up to just take care of pets of a, of just pet parents in their, in their community who are traveling for work or traveling for vacation and they can customize their, their rates. So they can say, I'm going to charge, you know, $30 a night or $40 a night for someone traveling on vacation, but I'll, I'll do it for zero for a domestic violence shelter. Um, you know there there's some there's some technology fees that are associated with that so it's a it's a small nightly fee um that is charged to the shelter but that's gotcha. whether that's one pet or four pets it's that same um technology fee per night um and and that just kind of helps subsidize some of the some of the cost but what we don't do is take any percentage of the fee or the rate set by the caregiver because we do have a a process by which an abuse victim after they are or gone from victim to survivor in yes. order to help them get on their feet and, and generate income for themselves. Um, we have a, a kind of a, a way to, to get them into the system as a caregiver. And so if they want to charge, you know, a discounted rate for a domestic violence shelter, um, you know, they, they can come in and, and make some, some money for themselves to help reduce that rate of recidivism. And yeah. So we just need the, you know, the people to come forward and be like, you know, we're willing to, help, you know, willing to help. We're willing to have a pet, you know, and the thing is just because you sign up to be a pet caregiver doesn't mean you have to do that 365 days a year, 24 seven. If you just want to be a pet caregiver for the month of May or, 
you know, when you're in town or whatever your schedule yeah. allows. I mean, yeah. if you only want to do guinea pigs, you know, you can just yeah. make it as customized as to how you want to be able to help. So yeah, that's exactly right. And then I want to talk a little bit about some statistics that you have on your website because they are astonishing. Yeah, heartbreaking. Um, so the first one is less than 5% of domestic violence shelters have the means to house companion animals. The second is over 50% of women, which you mentioned earlier a little bit, who call a 24-hour abuse hotline seeking help do not leave their abuser when they find out they can't bring their pet. And this is the number one barrier, preventing victims from seeking immediate help. And lastly, sadly, in those scenarios when pets are left behind, 70% of those pets are abused or killed by the abuser in retaliation. So very difficult facts to swallow We've seen here time and time again how the animal-human bond changes but saves the lives of people in many cases. We've got to close that gap. We've got to provide that service that helps women to get out to safety. I wouldn't leave my pets behind. There's no way. And, you know, if you've been beat down, it's not even physical, but emotionally if you've been beaten down, Sometimes your only source of care and reassurance for, is from that pet. Are you going to, I'm not going to leave that pet behind. Yeah. That's the only thing that is keeping me going. So we, we just really need to provide this gap for people. Yeah. And I just, I want everyone there to know. I mean, just think about if you could just provide a home for one or two pets a year, it would just help exponentially and then just tell it may not seem like much but it means everything to every home yes every yeah yeah you know speaking of rose brooks they were instrumental in in helping us you know they were the first person outside of matt and sally and i and our developers to actually see the the platform in in our test environment and uh zoe agnews vaboda um was the director of their pause place program and kind of built their pet program and um, and we were fortunate enough to be able to to bring her on board at Bestie B&B. So she's um, working with us now as our um, as our director of, of engagement and, and pet programming. And it's really, um, you know, one of her comments is, it, you know, it's not it's not every day that you're getting overrun with, you know, six or 10 animals coming in. Um, but when you do have an animal come in, it, it's it's never more important than than right then to that person and to that pet. So, so being able to keep their volunteers engaged when, you know, it might be that you don't get a call every day. You don't get a, a text message or a, a email from Bestie B&B saying, Hey, Rose Brooks, you know, need your help. Um, but, but it will be consistent. And, and unfortunately that the need is there and it, and it is consistent. It's always so going to be there. It's always going to be there. And, and it's, um, it's also designed to make sure that, that the, that the pet is going to have the best experience possible. So if a caregiver gets a note from Rose Brooks to say, Hey, we have you know these, these two cats, can you, can you take care of them? And that caregiver knows that they're getting ready, you know, to travel for the holidays to see family, you know, then they can communicate that and say, I, I can't do it now, but I can do it in two weeks. If you can find somebody to cover two weeks, I can do it then. It, and, it, you know, so the possibilities and the flexibility is really endless um, uh, in, in order to stay engaged with those those agencies. And one thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I we haven't really touched on this yet, but there is 
a lot of security built in, so it's double blind. So there's security on behalf of the person seeking shelter as well as the person providing the home for the animal. But also because of that, the caregiver is able to send pictures and videos and communicate. That is exactly what I was going to say. Okay, and say like, you know, here's your dog. He's flourishing. He's out running. Here he is at Barquet or... Oh, my gosh. You know, so there's reassurance that while you are getting better and getting stronger and getting the help you need, your animal is being taken care of in the best possible way. And that gives them motivation to... Yes. Yes. You know, the best... Best case scenario is at the end of the day, that pet gets to crawl up in, in that person's lap. Um, yeah. And what, what we designed was we, we have kind of some, some proprietary um, uh, software within the platform to be the next best thing. Um, so they can keep that, that animal human bond and, and they can have that and, and they, they can always refer back to it. You know, they're oftentimes they don't have, you know, their own cell phone when they show up and, you know, we get so accustomed to, you know, if, if somebody sends me a picture that I like, I just save it to my camera roll and I, I move on. And and so we were thinking about those sorts of things. So we built, you know, and, and, and so we spent a lot of time kind of building some some new tools that, that are proprietary to the system to enable that connection to to stay uh, in place so that um, so that when they are reunited, um, it's not as, as stressful, you know, it's, it's not yeah. just a, Hey, I know my animals being cared for and, and that's comfort, but now I can, I can see, you know, I can interact with the, the caregiver confidentially. Those, those sorts of things. Uh, we, we want to just really keep that, that human animal yeah. bond in place. And that means everything to them. It makes them feel so much better to know that their pet is being loved and cared for while at the same time, they're able to have time to, Heal themselves. Take a breath, you know, just get healed and let some people help you, you know, get back on your feet and get better or get stronger and, you know, get back out there and then you'll be reunited and you can take that step to... It's like a fresh start. Yeah. Exactly. That's a a great way to put it. Yeah. I'm so impressed. I love (laughs) this. Thank you. Um, And lastly, if people want to get involved or support your organization or become a caregiver... Sounds like that's what you really need right now. How can they reach out to you? Yeah, um, you know, bestybnb.com, B-E-S-T-Y-B-N-B.com um, is, is um, you know, where they can go. There's a button right at the top uh, in purple font that says become a pet caregiver, and they can click on that and, and drop in that way. Um, but also, you know, if they have questions, you know, my email address is a bond A-B-O-N-D, at bestybnb.com. Um, 816-728-0261 is my cell phone number. Uh, they're welcome to call. They're welcome to email. They're welcome to text. We just, you know, we're looking to remove barriers and that's, that's the core of our mission. And so we're not, you know, we want to remove barriers for people to get into the platform also. And so we, we try to be uh, accessible so they can, they can hit the website. They can hit me an email, um, phone call. Uh, they can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, you know, wherever oh, you they are, that's where we want to be. Facebook. Well, I'm, I'm, well, Andy's not on Facebook, but I am. So, okay. yeah. I mean, there is a but bestie, yeah. there is a bestie BNB Facebook page, but if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm on Facebook just as Sally Jennifer. And you'll see, I believe my uh, profile little, what, I don't even know what that's called. A little Your icon avatar. thing that so, shows up is just a <laughs> rainbow version of positive tales, uh, dog rescues icon right now. So, 
Um, I'm always available to answer questions. You know, you can direct message me there. I love it. That just shows how dedicated you are to Bestie BNB to have people reach out to you personally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Andy, Sally, thank you so much for being on Pet Resource Radio. I just want you two to know that the work that you're doing is truly changing the lives of pets and people. And we can't thank you enough for keeping them together. When we were finishing up the interview with Andy and Sally, Sally had one more thing she wanted to say about the organization where she's the event coordinator, Positive Tales. Um, one of the rescue that I am the event coordinator for is Positive Tales, and it is just an amazing rescue. It's an all dog rescue. It's all foster based. Um, the founder, her name is Crystal Paul Tucker, and her son uh, Lance Tucker, and her daughter Kelsey, and her son, or her sorry, not her son, her uh, husband Joe, have all really supported her in this endeavor to provide this great service in Kansas City. Unfortunately, a couple of years ago, her son got a hold of what he thought was a pain pill, and it was laced with the tiniest amount of fentanyl. And he was found the next day unresponsive after taking one pill. So Crystal's goal one day is to provide a free Parvo ward. Um, She's been working towards that. In the meantime, there is a Lance Tucker Memorial Fund, and what that is um, striving to do is to keep people and pets together and provide assistance with the sometimes extreme expense that comes with medical care. So if anyone wants to know more about that, obviously just contact Positive Tales, Crystal Paul Tucker. You can contact me, Sally Jennifer, so many people. And we're all here to just help each other. We're glad she talked about them some because she did a much better job than we could have done. We've partnered with Positive Tales on a couple of events, and they're a really great organization. They're a foster-based rescue, and like all rescues, they're really overwhelmed right now. So if you're looking for a new furry forever friend, look no further. Just head to PositiveTalesKC.org. That's P-A-W-S-I-T-I-V-T-A-I-L-S-K-C.org. And you can find out more, sign up to foster, or look for your new friend. And now we say goodbye to you, friends. Big thanks again to Andy Bond and Sally Root for stopping by today. If you want to check out their work or sign up to be a foster, just head to BestieBnB. That's B-E-S-T-Y-B-N-B dot com. As for us, we're a nonprofit trying to keep pets and people together, and you can help. Just go to PRCKC.org, and you can donate, volunteer, shop our online store, and more. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting app, be sure to rate us and leave us a review because that always helps new people find us. And for the latest updates, go ahead and follow at PRR Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. So until next time, tail wags and purrs to you and yours. And as the author Stephen Rowley said, dogs live in the present. Every turn of a corner is the opportunity for a clean slate. Every bounce of a ball brings joy and the promise of a fresh chase. Take care. Pet Resource Radio is a production of the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, hosted and produced by Sierra Howe and myself, Dave Shapiro, written, recorded, mixed, and mastered by Dave Shapiro, music by Hazel Raw, musical industries, also Dave Shapiro. More info at soundcloud.com slash Hazel Raw, musical industries. Mm-hmm.